Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast. This is my Clutch Points, and uh, I'm your host, Boyd Bubble. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We're back here for our Week 6 picks. And uh, for me, hopefully, I start to make up some ground here, Dylan, because you have uh, dominated the standings thus far through six weeks. You're up, I think, six. And um, I'm going to I'm gonna go all in this week with some of my picks, uh, as you'll see. I've got a lot of... A lot of upsets, but uh, however, you've made a lot of the similar picks, and so I can only make <laughs> up so much uh, in the standings this week. I think as far as I could get is to move this thing to four, but as we know, the chances of us being right about all these uh, probably going to be uh, somewhat mm, not so good. And also, there's something we noticed, too, before we get into it. A lot of spreads here are kind of, you know, not exactly high. Like, we're not looking at some yeah. of the big spreads we've seen in some of these. There are a lot of these that are in that you know, anywhere from a field goal to maybe four and a half, five and a half, somewhere in there, even got some at, you know, six or seven. But I think outside of, what is it, one? There's not really one that's above a touchdown, I think, unless I'm wrong on that. So so that's interesting. Yeah, only a couple, I think, Rams, Giants, and um, Texans, Colts. Those are the only ones that are oh, yeah, above a touchdown, I I believe. Everything else, everything else under seven. Um, so maybe, yeah, even though we just do the picks for the games themselves, this might be a time to actually take these uh, spread predictions uh, a little bit. Finally missed my first uh, betting lock last week. It was really disappointing. The Ravens winning the game was a miracle in itself. Um, but, uh, yeah, still a really, I think, our best week in terms of total picks. I think you went 11-5. and five, I went 13-3. and three, uh, Only 14 games this week. So hopefully we can keep that momentum going. Hopefully I can keep building my lead. I, I had the brilliant plan of watching Blake make his picks and then making the same picks mostly afterwards. So uh, I can only g- gain so much ground on me. No, but it, it just – usually I feel like I have a lot of upsets. And this week I – I struggled just to even get, I got one. Um, it's one of our games of the week, but we'll, as in our upset column as well. Um, otherwise, yeah, a lot of, even though like with those smaller spreads, I still feel pretty good about all the teams favored for the most part, which is not a, a comfortable situation to be in because we know with the, the chaos, especially last Sunday uh, with all the different things, all the insane games, uh, there's no way that all these favorites are going to end up winning. Well, I take your script because I, I got several upsets this week. Um, but uh, like you said, you were picking some of these also. So, doesn't really help me all that much, but uh, I'm going to start making my picks on a sheet of paper. That way that uh, you can't see them, and uh, that way I can try to see if I can get some kind of advantage on you there. But uh, let's jump in. Uh, we start, as always, with our game of the week. Sometimes it's games of the week. This time around, it's only one, and uh, we're both going to go here with the Chargers at the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens, we just mentioned, uh, the Monday night team of the universe at this point, based on some of these crazy Monday night games they've played over the years. Um, they are a three-point favorite at home. Against the Chargers, uh, well, believe it or not, I'm going with an upset here. Uh, and this is not my upset of the week. So uh, that tells you what you need to know about where I'm going on that as the dog is uh, losing her mind over this pick. So that's not a good sign. 
uh, now multiple dogs are going, but uh, the Chargers, <laughs> I'm going with the Chargers. You're doing, I just think that they are, um, you know, I've said it before. We talked about it. Uh, you were right when it comes to picking them to make the playoffs. Like they are just really, really good. I mean, the Ravens, you talked about sort of this miraculous win against the Colts. Um, I don't know. Like, I just think the Chargers are very good, and I think that they will be able to pick apart some of those things in the Ravens' defense, and I think that could be the difference here. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one to pick. It's one that I was back and forth on, the one that, as we put this together earlier, I had the most trouble with. Clearly, your dogs are uh, all Ravens fans not happy with your pick. Clearly. On this one, but they make um, fans, right? Like they're we got the dog pound. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this one, yeah, two teams that uh, I think so far the Chargers have maybe been a little more impressive. The Ravens are sitting at four and one, uh, but they've really, really barely won a, a few of these games uh, without the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, fumble against KC. You talk about the miraculous ending against the Lions, and now this Colts game. This is a team that easily could be one and four. Um, I think they're more probably of a three and two is what they're really worth. And uh, by the end of it, over the course of the season, I still believe in what the Ravens are doing. Lamar's having the best passing yards uh, per attempt of his career easily. The, uh, a lot of the issues with their offense throwing the ball uh, from previous seasons have not been evident this year. If anything, they haven't run the ball as well, which maybe feeds a little bit into the Chargers' um, uh, favor here. I'm curious to see how Brandon Staley bounces back from with his defense from just getting bowled over by the Browns. Uh, usually you might think of that the same kind of thing coming from Baltimore, but that's just not the team they've been this year. We'll see if they, they obviously they had all the injuries at running back that have really killed them, but also other, other uh, guys in the kind of turnover of their roster. So definitely the game of the week for me, along with one, uh, I know this is our one game of the week. We have one other one that was barely missed the, the mark under our upsets, but it's just two teams that, Obviously, you have the best combined record of any matchup this weekend, but two teams I really do think are going to be threats in the postseason that both have spectacular quarterbacks that do it very differently. But again, Lamar's been spectacular through the air this season. I'm excited to watch this one. Uh, just with the home cooking, I think Baltimore won't come out as slow. I'm picking the Ravens to win this one. The Chargers, again, another team, uh, well, I was saying they've been a little more impressive, still at 4-1. and one. They could have, they've had some close calls. Think about their Chiefs game. Uh, some of the other, uh, like, you know, even they could be five and zero also though, because they they probably sh- uh, could have beaten a really good Cowboys team. So it's a it's a tough test for them. I won't be shocked by any means if Justin Herbert throws for three hundred plus yards again, because uh, both these defenses have not so far really met their uh, potentials in my mind. I, I don't think you're going to see the Chargers sticking to eighteenth for the whole season. Baltimore is all the way at 22nd in DVOA. So two two defenses that expect a lot more of themselves. I think there'll be a ton of points. Really good fantasy game. Uh, hopefully uh, not one-sided by the end of it. I think both teams will be right into the end. Uh, picking Baltimore just as a little bit of a hunch more than anything. But again, I, I'm starting to, it's, it's really tough for me to pick against Justin Herbert these days. It's become, he's been that good that uh, each week it's, I'm just expecting that he's going to find a way to get the win. On to our betting locks and uh, hope you're ready for this one. Um, everyone is talking about the Chiefs and just this team is, they're done. No more. They're out of here. Um, not so fast, my friends, because the Chiefs are seven-point favorites on the road against Washington. I'm telling you right now, Washington has given up 29 or more points in four straight games now. Um, why on earth would I believe that the Chiefs are not going to come out here and score 30-plus points against Washington that is what the trend suggests. Uh, we've talked about it. Washington's defense has been very disappointing. Chiefs are going to be angry, I would think. 
Um, and even if the Chiefs defense is not necessarily, you know, what it, it certainly should be if they're going to win a Super Bowl, I still think um, the bigger issue is on the other side with the other defense. And I just think that the Chiefs offense is going to be too much here. And if you're telling me I get a touchdown uh, to pick them to win this game, I'll take that here as my betting lot. Yeah, I feel pretty good about the Chiefs coming out really determined in this one. I don't think we're going to see the same kind of constant miscommunications and just issues with the with the offense uh, as they get used to being defended as they have this year with the softer coverage and the different things with rotating guys in the secondary that uh, last week that the, the Bills did so well, but overall has kind of been a staple of how teams are figuring out how to defend Patrick. Uh, figuring out is a loosely used uh, term there. At least it's a strategy to do so. I, I think it's only a matter of time until the Chiefs offense starts clicking again. Like you said in this one, it's really about Washington's defense. Such a disappointment this year. It's not the, uh, like the Bills, as I kind of talked about in the last podcast, they're outperforming every defense in the league by a wide margin. Like the, the total DVO num- DVOA numbers are ridiculous. The gap between first and second place, it's like not even uh, in the ballpark. I think the, the, it's the same gap that is between the second place Carolina Panthers defense and the basically Washington and, and Atlanta down there at like 20th uh, to 30th in the league in defense. So it's, it's crazy how good Buffalo was. It's, it's a much different unit that we're going to be seeing the chiefs attacking. I think they're going to find a, a way to score a lot of points, maybe a game reminiscent of their victory a couple of weeks ago um, where they, against the Eagles, a really good defense there, but uh, I, they still put up a lot of points. I think they're going to put up a ton of points here. Washington, even against that really bad chiefs defense, I think they're not going to, they still have their own issues on that side of the ball. Um, not a, not a dominant unit by any means over there. So, uh, I think, yeah, the chiefs are an easy pick. I think the spread, obviously it's a little lower than it would be if the chiefs were had one last week or if they, you know, just weren't sitting at two and three overall. Uh, I know they barely beat the Browns, but this is a team again, that really outside of a fourth and nine pass interference call against the chargers could have pulled that one out. Uh, fumble away from beating the Ravens. We'd feel a lot differently about this team if they're sitting at four and one. So I think the spread's a little too low for the, the difference in the quality of those teams. Well, we'll see if it's the case for this next one, which is uh, your betting lock. And this is one that I probably would have put second or third on my list. So uh, I'm right there with you. Hey, we can double them up. There's no reason we can't double them up sometimes. I mean, (laughs) get a little greedy sometimes. We like to, you know, we're trying to to double your money here. Um, The Bills, five and a half point favorites on the road against the Titans. I'm going with the Bills here. We all remember the uh, infamous podcast where I proclaimed that the Titans uh, had finally gained my trust. Well, that has disappeared uh, very quickly into the season, uh, mostly after that Jets game and really after what happened in week one against the Cardinals. Um, I think there could be a lot of similarities between this game and what happened in week one against the Cardinals. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be a, what, 25-point final outcome there, but... I think the Bills could really carve up the Titans defense and Titans offense. I don't know. I mean, they're fine, but I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with Josh Allen and company. We talked about in the last episode. I just think the Bills are, they, they are rolling along right now. Um, after what they did to the Chiefs, there's, there's no reason to expect. I think here at the, the Bills could not go in and, you know, put up a lot more points against the Titans. And I just don't know if I have the same confidence in the Titans doing that against the Bills. Yeah, we've seen them shut down these uh, crazy passing attacks, but I think we forget how good of a defensive a run defense Buffalo maybe has. 
because of that dominance uh, defending the air, uh, something that even last year when they regressed as a unit overall, they still defended the run insanely well. Just not a good matchup for Buffalo on that side. It, no one's really feeling good about facing the Bills' defense at that at this point. Also, the the Titans' offense, as you mentioned, they've just really have struggled to to throw the ball so far. Twenty sixth in DVOA uh, pass offense, only tenth in run offense, which you'd expect that to be a bit higher with the guy like Derrick Henry and what they usually can do. So. It's just a team that has been inconsistent facing a, a team that right now is, you know, uh, hopefully the Bills aren't they're peaking too early. There's a lot of season left, but man, they've they've been crushing opponents. Like their 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 average margin of victory is so much higher than everyone else. It's because of the way that defense has dominated bad offenses and how they've been able to handle good offenses and not give up too many points. Tennessee's defense still has so many holes in it. it it's still a, a huge problem, as we pr- knew it was going to be going into the season. No reason to think that Josh Allen and that offense won't put up a, a crooked number. So feeling feeling okay about getting back on my on my horse here with the betting predictions. Also, the biggest um, out of even games with uh, larger spreads, this game has the largest gap uh, on ESPN's football power index in terms of how they predict it to go. They really see Buffalo as a huge favorite here. Um, just based on the actual what, uh, all the things they've done on the field, they've a team four and one against the spread. I'm four and one against the spread. Hopefully, we'll both get to five and one here. <laughs> yes, uh, let's see if that happens. Well, to our upsets, and uh, like I said, uh, we are we're both gonna. I'm gonna actually have both of these. Um, I'm gonna give you my upset, and then I am also picking your upset of the week. So yes. uh, I am just yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place here on the the upsets this week. The Bengals three and a half point favorites on the road against the newly adopted, established the pass um, child, these white lions, um, or animal, I guess is the best way to do it. Um, yes, on the last episode, we officially adopted the lions as our next uh, you know, new team, which we've done that several times over the years now. Um, so they joined the group. I'm going to lions here. I'm, I'm going all in. Uh, even though we know, like I've I've had the same sort of relationship with the Bengals before, where I've I've bet on the Bengals when they were bad, and they've turned it around now. But uh, there were some some rocky points there. But I'm just going to pick the Lions, man. I just I I don't feel great about it. I'm just going to be honest. Like sometimes we like to you know give our confidence level on these picks. I, I'm not very confident about this one. But and Campbell, maybe it's the emotion. Think that he's going to be able to to lead them uh, to the victory here over the Bengals. Yeah, I think it was a tough game for me to pick. I could, I, I definitely see the path to Detroit winning. I do think probably the best bet in this game might be the under. I don't feel great about a forty-seven point total here in terms of uh, a lot of the games the Lions have played this year, despite their issues on defense, have been fairly low scoring. Um, and Cincinnati's defense has been much better than I expected uh, about league average or a little higher, actually uh, seventh in DVOA. Never mind, not even they've been fantastic on that side of the ball, but um, it really kept them in the game against the Packers. Because even though the, the, the Bengals put up some points by the end of it, there were large portions where their offense was just not getting going against the Packers. Um, still concerned with some of the play calling and the different things they do on offense to really utilize all the skill that the Burrow has and what he has around him. Uh, very stagnant in terms of their use of motion and uh, just a lot of not getting, uh, just asking him to do so much. And he's been fantastic this year. Um, and I think against Detroit, he's going to be fine. Um, a game that, yeah, Detroit's come close in a few of these ones that they to beating uh, better opponents probably than what the Bengals present. But uh, I'm just, uh, as much as I'm waiting for that Dan Campbell moment and I can't wait for that celebration in that locker room and all the things we've talked about with how close they've been in the culture of being in the right place. 
Cincinnati's defense for me maybe is the edge here um, where I just feel between Burrow and that defense, I, I, I just think they're a better football team by a decent margin. So even at, even as a road uh, opponent here, uh, feeling pretty good about Cincinnati finding a way to get the win. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Go to the Lions. Um, yeah, I've been there. We'll I picked them to beat the Bears. I know, right? <laughs> so we, we both done it. All right, the Cardinals on the road against Cleveland to play the Browns. The Browns, three-point favorites in this one. This is, um, I think we could have put this in our games of the week category. Um, But since we had upset picks here, we decided to put this one uh, in there. And this is going to be your upset pick, but guess what? It's also my upset pick. I'm going with another one. Another sort of small spread here. Uh, Three points, but uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one. I know as you are. um, The Browns, I think my justification here is that the Browns just gave up 40 something points to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I know that Cardinals game was kind of ugly against the Niners, but I think that's more a product of just kind of, you know, those divisional type games we see sometimes with teams yeah. that are very familiar with each other. Uh, I just have more, I still have more confidence in the Cardinals than I do the Browns at this point. Um, so coming off of just that wild, wacky, emotional type game, I guess the Chargers, I could see a slight hangover here for the Browns. And so um, I'll pick the Cardinals on this one. This one, really tough one for me that I initially was leaning Browns that I, I realized I didn't have any upsets. I did change a pick below, Blake. I don't know if you mentioned. Or oh, noticed. I see that uh, here. Yeah, yeah, so we'll have one. I have one more upset now in the smallest spread of the whole week. But uh, yeah, it's, this game, I think, it, yeah, borderline, if the Browns find a way to win that last one last week, then they're both 2-4 or uh, even a better combined record than our Charger Ravens game. These two teams are both ranked higher than those uh, than the Ravens and Chargers and DVOA. Cardinals coming in at third. Cleveland still at six. Um, their defense took a decent drop, as you would expect, last week after that performance against the Chargers. I know that Justin Herbert's ridiculous and he's making some plays and reads and throws that are just beyond his years, but um, still would expect more from them. They, it just seemed at certain points like they had no chance of stopping. The Chargers, uh, this is another really high-octane offense um, in Arizona. Obviously, even though last week we saw them kind of struggle a bit at certain points, it's gonna the atmosphere, a great atmosphere there in Cleveland. I'm sure they're going to be super into this game as they try to get to stay above five, you know, not fall back to 500 with a loss and get to four and two. Um, so, yeah, one game that I'm really, really excited for, which was on more national TV. I don't think it has. I was looking at the – 506 sports site that shows all the well, what games are where across the country. Not many people will be watching Cardinals Browns. This is definitely going to be a game pass uh, watch later um, afterward. <laughs> uh, the one th- the one part that initially had me going leaning Cleveland Arizona for all the good things they've done in defense as we've talked about. They're 13th in, in run uh, defense uh, and DVOA, which is not exactly what you want when you're facing this Browns offense. They're the top DVOA offense, obviously. Uh, they struggle at times throwing the ball. Um, I just still believe a little more in what Arizona has cooking. Um, and, and while I think the Browns are better than the three and two football team, I think they're worthy of a four and one record uh, with the two really close losses they've had to great quality opponents. Um, I just still picking the Cardinals here. Had to get one upset. I'm not feeling great about this. Though. I'm not going to lie. If this was lower on the quick picks, this might've been one of my, uh, my my last second switches because some, I just feel like with the atmosphere there, the Cardinals, even though the Cardinals are undefeated, they have had some close calls. Um, obviously, the Vikings game, I bring up with that missed field goal, but just an overall uh, a team that I, while I do think they definitely are a playoff team, I don't, I'm not, I, I do wish, as I mentioned last podcast, that I put them in that field. 
I don't think they're necessarily um, the best team in the league, as some power rankings might put. And I think the Browns are, they've competed really well with the best. We'll see how that defense bounces back. It's going to be definitely, I think, right there with Chargers-Ravens, the games that I'm going to be locked in the most to this Sunday. Well, we go to our quick picks, and uh, let me see if I can push you in the direction of picking the Eagles here um, so that I can <laughs> win this one, because the Bucks are seven-point favorites on the road. Against the no. Eagles, um, never really had a second thought about this one. Uh, I think the Bucks are probably the pretty easy choice here in this game. Yeah, I'm picking Tampa. I think another one that has a decent gap in that uh, ESPN football power index right there along the lines of what we got in Bills-Titans. Yeah, it's the Eagles' defense has been good, but I think that their game last week was a little bit more about Carolina having some uh, bigger issues than we realize on offense uh, through the first few weeks against some pretty weak opponents. Um, I still think Carolina has a good defense, but um i just philly they're not quite there like i they're definitely talk about a team though that's fighting well and it seems like the culture under sirianni is moving in the right direction i think they're already in terms of their total uh, dvoa numbers ranking higher as a unit um than i would have expected right towards the middle of the pack it's just it's tampa bay it's tom brady look at what that offense did last week i think the defense is still going to be solid enough and i don't know if philly does enough things that are going to really give them a ton of trouble a team that Jalen Hurts, I like the packages they started using. I don't know why they weren't using more plays, uh, utilizing him as a runner in the first few weeks as they started to, especially in that Carolina game. I just think Tampa Bay is the wrong defense to have that plan work uh, all that well against a game that maybe if it had been six and a half, I would have considered as a secondary uh, lock of the week. I, I do really think Tampa will win by at least a touchdown here, as long as they don't revert to some of the things we saw last season where they, you know, early in the year, they had a lot of weird games or they had the loss of the bears. Some of these, uh, some of these matchups for them on primetime are a quick week like this. Uh, it can get a little, little bit weird, a little harder to predict betting wise, at least. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, primetime, this next one's not oh, primetime yeah. except for the, except for the folks and, and, um, in London, oh, Dolphins and the Jags. Um, Dolphins, three-point favorites in this one. I mean, we were laughing, but, like, you get Falcons-Jets, you get Dolphins-Jags. I mean, it's just an unfortunate slate, um, I think, for uh, the the folks overseas. But still, uh, it's a game, and uh, I don't think it's necessarily going to be a pretty one. Uh, but I think the, the only obvious choice here is to pick the Dolphins and... I am willing to bet, Dylan, if that happens, the Dolphins win this game. I think Urban Meyer's out. Oh, boy. I was, how I was about, about that? To, they're going to leave him in London. What do you think? I was about to make a joke about how they should just pick up Ted Lasso while they're there and have him become the coach. <laughs> he, already coached, he already coached American football once, so might as well just keep it going at the professional yeah, level why not? and talk about a culture builder. Uh, but, no, yeah, I, I'm picking the Dolphins here, again, as we talked about last uh, episode, just feeling for the, the folks in London that really do love American football. They get Falcons, Jets, now Dolphins, Jags. And, honestly, that the game last week might have had more fireworks than this one's about to. Uh, hopefully Trevor Lawrence performs better. Miami still a team that, man, I you know, they're 1-4 and four and disappointed maybe with the, the cap, how they've capitalized with some of the, the, the picks. As we talked about a team that, uh, this being on the level of like where we were at the Lions a couple of years ago uh, with the Dolphins, it's uh, really looked like they're moving the right direction. The culture's all there. And I think last year, maybe the expectations became a bit too high because of some of the things that Fitzpatrick worked out. Maybe they're just not quite as far on their uh, come up as we thought they were in the moment. They're These two teams... Technically, the worst matchup DVOA wise than Jets Atlanta. So this is fantastic. The worst four wow. teams. The worst four teams in uh, 
<laughs> and DVOA through the first five weeks of the season are the four teams that have played in London or are going oh, to play in London. It's the Jets at 29th. Atlanta's still at 32nd despite beating the Jets. And then you have Miami at 30th, Jacksonville 31st. It is, uh, it is ugly. I still think Miami, I, I trust... <laughs> I trust them uh, enough to uh, make them the pick here. I, don't, I would not make this a betting block by any means because, again, I, I could see Lawrence having to do enough. They almost beat a pretty solid Bengals defense. They move the ball well. We'll see how it goes. Still picking the Dolphins. But, uh, yeah, if Urban, just, <laughs> Urban can just go on a European vacation to stay there if that happens, I don't know if they would fi- – it might be a little quick to fire him just based on how much the owner seems to like him or at least did. Uh, I don't know how those things have changed. Obviously, the stuff with um, John Gruden, as I'm sure we'll get into a little bit when we talk about the Raider game coming up, has kind of had the media cycle uh, ignoring what happened with Urban. Uh, (laughs) Great great timing for him uh, with all of that, really. But, uh, yeah, just uh, that mess, them traveling there, even if the Dolphins aren't as good as we thought they were going to be, I still think they're a a better team to trust to go on this trip to, to Europe and get the win. There's my second betting lock. I think if they lose this game, I think he gets fired. There you go. Yeah. So, um, bet, bet as you will, but uh, who, who knows? Like we said, the ownership has been behind him, and it is very quick. But still, I think for them to drop this game and uh, have a what nice little little buy to think about it, um, I think we we know how that happens sometimes with the whole bye week and all that. So we'll see. Uh, Texans at the Colts, uh, nine and a half point favorites at home. The Colts, pretty easy decision here. Uh, I think the Colts are the pick. Uh, even mm-hmm. though the Texans, I, I will say, they've been much better than I thought they would be, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah this, this spread's a little too high for me. Um, I think the Colts, we, we just saw what they can do when Carson Wentz is playing quality quarterback. He looked probably the best he's looked in at least since the beginning, maybe, of the year after his ACL injury before he got hurt again um, in 2019 or 2018, it was. So, yeah, I, I, if he can play like that, this Colts team becomes pretty scary. They have, uh, in terms of at least being a, a team you don't want to see on the schedule, I don't know, if it's not contender-wise by any means. They still have a lot of work to do. The defense has not been up to nearly uh, the level that I hoped they'd be at. And like you mentioned, Houston hasn't been terrible, and their defense has honestly looked better than Indianapolis's, which is not something I expected. They have a lot of guys, uh, you know, while well, their future – is pretty bleak still without the draft picks and young talent. They have a lot of good veteran players. Um, I think they'll they'll be fine um, and so not as bad as we predicted. But I, I still think Indianapolis is just a superior team. Uh, I, I, you know, obviously we'll see how they bounce back. It's a short week for them with the Monday night game, and now you're you're feeling like you 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 know the momentum they would have had positively winning that game in Baltimore, even a two and three, they would have felt pretty good about themselves. Now it's like, man, what? What can it feels like everything is going against them? I think they they get a uh, get back get on the right track kind of game here, and at least become somewhat of a team that uh, if you see the Colts on the schedule, you're not just penciling in, in as an easy win. Uh, they almost you know they almost beat the Rams early this year too. They've uh, one and four a team that has gotten you know I don't think they're the best team in that division necessarily. I still would take Tennessee, but. Uh, that's not saying a ton, and I, I think the Colts aren't that far off, really, with uh, where they've been with their performances, especially last week. Yeah, I mean, how bad is this division? But uh, we may have to adopt a new division uh, at some point because, <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough this season. But Packers with the Bears, we both spent a little time thinking about this one. Uh, Packers, uh, yeah. four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Bears. 
Um, at the end of the day, I just think the Packers are still the better team, even though it's it's an interesting matchup. It's more interesting, I think, with Justin Fields um, yeah. than not. But again, Packers are just better, and I think you know in that scenario, I, I just think they're they're going to be the better pick here. Yeah, I'm picking the Packers too. I I did like you said. Uh, I thought about it a little bit. I you know Chicago's defense has been really good this year, and they've been really good against the pass. They're fourth in pass defense DVOA. They've kind of carried this unit. You know, would be more impressed with their performance against the Raiders if we hadn't just seen what the Raiders did against the Chargers with that struggling to move the ball, and then also all the off-field drama going on. So it uh yeah I. I want to believe in the Bears as being like a, a borderline playoff team. That's kind of where I thought they might be if Fields took over and looked good. I don't think the offense has been uh, operating at the level that they eventually want to get to. They're one of the worst uh, pass offenses in the league so far, DVOA-wise. But they've run the ball well, even with, as we talked about, Khalil Herbert and uh, Damian Williams. And you, uh, you, if you looked at how dominant the timing of that injury is so brutal for David Montgomery. He was really starting to break out. And I hopefully, luckily, it's not as quite as bad as it looked initially. So I think Chicago's closer than um, maybe I thought in the early part of the season, especially with that effort against the Browns. Um, I, I just think, yeah, the Packers are still the better team. I still think, you know, they, the Packers always come into these games against the Bears. There's a reason they won, what, like 19 in the last 22, some ridiculous uh, figure. They just play up to this rivalry really well. I, I think the offense will be operating at a high level. They just played a really good you know, I wouldn't say as good of a defense as Chicago, but they're only ranking a couple of spots behind them, DVOA-wise at least. Um, so it's, it, that side of the ball is tougher, but I think the Packers' defense did some good things against Joe Burrow and, and the Bengals for large portions of that game. That defense is the reason why the Packers at this point, even though you've had some really, really close wins, uh, that uh, they're starting to get a little bit better, at least defending – uh, the pass, they have not defended the run well, so we're, it's going to be a lot of running in this game. Let me see what the over-under is. 44, I don't know about that one. I might be taking yeah. a, low on, a low on that one. I, I, you know, I, I do love defense, but I do not like betting on the unders, but I would probably think about it uh, with this one. Uh, I just think the, the, the strategy that Chicago's going to have is keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, keep the ground and pound going, and that fits into what the Packers' defense is not doing so well at this point. So maybe that's uh, the kind of game we're going to get. Well, you teased uh, the old switcheroo earlier, and uh, that was you making the switch on this next game. Vikings at the Panthers. Vikings are favored by a point. That is the lowest uh, point spread of the week here. And I went with the Vikings, uh, but uh, as we know, you have decided that uh, in order to extend your lead, you're going to go the opposite <laughs> direction. But this this is this should be a good game, though. I mean, I, this is not game of the week territory or anything. No. But, uh, we've talked about the Vikings. They, you know, a couple plays away from things looking much differently mm-hmm. for them. The Panthers, you know, uh, obviously disappointing uh, momentum right now, but um, it should be a it should be a very good game. I'll I'll pick but I'll pick the Vikings here, but uh, I think the point spread is kind of a good barometer of of how good this game could be. Yeah, I think it's it's a battle of defenses that have really the, the the Panthers have really impressed all year. Obviously, a tough day against Dallas, but a lot of teams are going to have tough days against that Cowboys offense, um, and a Viking defense that has kind of turned things around from where they were early in the year. They're ranking in the top ten in DVOA right now, uh, not defending the run well, which I think uh, if, right now Carolina has struggled on offense the last few weeks, but they've still run the ball decently well if they stick to it. Um, so I think they're going to, in this one, that's going to be kind of the strategy. I think, again, this is another game, just like the one we talked about, that I'm really not feeling the over on 46 points. Uh, 
just because of where the Panthers, how the offense has kind of become stagnant because of how the Vikings defense has moved. Both these teams have played some really low scoring, weird kind of score kind of games lately, um, especially last week. But even going back to when the Vikings lost to the Browns 14 to 7 with all the field goals and different things in that one, they got the 14, I think, with a two point conversion. But yeah, it's uh, uh, a game that I'm excited just to see because of these two teams feel like they're close to something and not I don't know not contender wise I would put quite a few teams above them in the NFC but at least being borderline wildcard teams the Panthers came out so hot against really good team or bad opponents they've struggled the last couple weeks now I'm curious to see how they do against a team that's kind of probably more in the middle of the pack probably two teams that the Vikings are two and three they both should be three and two that's about the kind of quality of the the football they've played Um, Vikings offense playing a lot better than Carolinas, but I'll give them a little home cooking and say that they find a way to, to hold on this time. Sam Darnold doesn't uh, decide before he's uh, before the play happens where he's going, uh, as he did a couple times against the Eagles. Um, you know, I think he gets back on track a little bit, and maybe Carolina, uh, after a couple tough uh, weeks, they, they bounce back and get a win. Rams, nine and a half point favorites on the road against the Giants. Um, I told you I think this was – I almost considered this as my betting lock. I think the Rams – will dominate this game and win this pretty easily. Um, I know Daniel Jones still up in the air, but it seems like he's more likely than not that he's going to play. Um, even if he does, I just don't, I don't like the matchup here for the giants at all. I think the Rams are just too good um, specifically on offense, but we you know defensively, they're going to cause some problems here. And yeah, I, I think the Rams win this game by double digits. Yeah, I'm always going to be a little cautious with the Rams, just <laughs> as a as a. That one's picking the Giants, straight no, up. No, oh, that's yeah. definitely not picking the Giants. But I, you know, it's an early start. They, I'm, try, I'm trying to think that. I mean, the only game the Rams have played in the early slot, I believe, was in Indianapolis earlier this season, and they came out pretty slow at certain points of that one. Uh, the offense kind of stagnated. I, I still think they're definitely the superior team. The Giants were taking some good steps. We saw. What they were doing uh, with the defense at certain points of that game against the Cowboys, I thought Kadarius Tony obviously put up putting up some huge numbers, and it was just unfortunate because Daniel Jones had such a good performance and Saquon the week before against New Orleans to see them both go down. Uh, like we mentioned, like you're mentioning with Daniel Jones, he's on track to return from his concussion. I, it's still a lot though to ask him to be playing at the level he was. The Giants' defense has not been as good as I anticipated after last season. They they held the Rams down pretty well last year, but it's, a as we know, a very different offense, not just in terms of the numbers and performance, but the style. The, the Rams are not using nearly as much play action. All the, the post-snap rotations that the Giants and Patrick Gam were doing last year are not going to phase Stafford the same way they did Jared Goff and what, where that offense was. So, yeah, the Rams are just a, a superior team. I double-digit uh, spread just a little too much for me because the Rams' defense isn't quite where – I think it can get to. Um, I knew it was going to regress, but it's definitely given up more explosive plays than you'd like. They haven't uh, dominated games the way that we saw them do a year ago. I think maybe this is a game they get back on track. Uh, easy pick for the Rams to be the winner, at least. Well, who knew that uh, after we recorded our most recent episode of the podcast, things would change a little bit for the Raiders. Yeah. Um, the Raiders on the road against the Broncos. Three and a half point favorites are the Broncos here. That's I think that's low, um, but I know you'll point out why maybe that's not low given the circumstances um, and just what the strength of the Raiders is. But, I mean, there's no other choice here. There, I, there's no way I'm picking the Raiders to win this game after, you know, their head coach resigns, all the distractions, everything with, with Gruden this week. 
Um, there's just there's no way I can pick the Raiders in this scenario. We we talk about that sometimes, like okay, the team could come out very angry or upset or that kind of. But I, I think this is completely different, where it's not like you know, I don't think this is one of those where you fire a coach that you know wasn't winning or something like you know what I mean. I think it's just it's a much different scenario here. So um, I just think with all the all the distractions, just everything, I just there's no way I'm picking the Raiders here. Yeah, they were going to be a tough pick even before everything. Although, already obviously the the first emails came out before the last game, and, and Gruden still coached. And now with uh, the further uh, released by the New York Times before he uh, left, and uh, oh, I mean, essentially was fired, even though if he w- stepped down, I don't know if I was yeah. going to pick the Raiders anyway, just because this offense that looked really good in the first part of the year has really stagnated against a, a Charger defense that was able to confuse. Uh, 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 Derek Carr quite a bit, the offensive line, some of the issues we, before the season, I kind of mentioned all the overhauling they'd had and some of these really experienced, experienced guys like Rodney Hudson were gone and started seeing those cracks happen against the Chargers. The Chargers were getting so much pressure so quickly on them. And you see how a week later, how much the Browns just physically imposed their, themselves against it. You see the difference in those offensive lines. That part, the Raider defense regressing a bit again, but it, it's not even about that right now. It's like, it's like you said, it's the, all the, the things in that locker room. I can only imagine what all those guys are going through, all these guys that feel like they had known John Gruden. I mean, who knows uh, how much of the, the things were happening, the same kind of mentality that he had previously, how much it was happening with the current locker room. Um, but it, it's got to be a, a wave of you know feeling like you're, you know, a lot of these guys have been playing for him for how many years now, how much, how much has been made about the, the strides that, that Derek Carr had taken in that offense. And now you go without him and against a, a Bronco team that I, you know, has struggled the last two weeks, kind of like Carolina, really a team that started three. No, we knew they weren't going to be as good. We didn't know they'd kind of fall back to earth as quickly. Uh, very, uh, and both uh, have really solid defenses. I still believe in that Denver defense, believe in that secondary. I think they're going to be a tough matchup again for that Raider offense. And it's just too many things working against Oakland right now or uh, Las Vegas right now. I just, uh, it's hard to pick them. Hard to know what all those guys are, what's going through their minds as they try to prepare for, you know, all these teams in the division are big rivals for the Raiders, but the Broncos are arguably the biggest one. Um, it's it's a tough spot for, for all the all the people in that locker room as they try to move on. Uh, hopefully, uh, Rich, uh, this, I don't know how to exactly pronounce his name, Bisasha, uh, hopefully he's the right guy to be the interim coach. And I know he's been around. He's a uh, bit older guy, football lifer, that's been in the NFL for 38 years as an assistant. So maybe he's the right guy to keep them on track. But I don't know about week one of uh, post-screwed and how that's going to look. Cowboys at the Patriots. Cowboys four-point favorites in this one. Um, never really gave this one a second thought either. I think the Cowboys are just a much better team. And, um, you know, we talked about the Patriots need to come back against the Texans. But I just don't really see um, this playing out great for the Patriots to be able to score enough, I think. Or defensively, I mean, I don't even know what the word is probably for the Patriots this season. They've been okay at times, but... Um, I just I don't really see this being one where they're going to be able to do enough uh, to beat a, a pretty good Cowboys team here. Yeah, I uh, some encouraging things from the, the Patriots two weeks ago. We saw they came out against Tampa and last week. Uh, I mean, they, they had a good second half, but there were certain points and plays that Davis Mills was making. You're like, how did they let that happen? You're going to get you're yeah. getting a much tougher opponent in Dallas. We saw how they just decimated Carolina 
Um, obviously, this game is in New England, so you'll have that atmosphere advantage different than playing at home in AT&T. But Dallas has been just one of the more complete teams in the league. I think they're yeah they're second in total DVOA behind Buffalo right now, and it's because not just because their offense has been great, their defense has uh, been really solid. They're sixth in DVOA, which is not anything close to where I would have expected them to be, even when you take into account the quality of their opponents. And uh, I'm not, you know, New England has a team that I still think could maybe sneak into that last wildcard spot. I believe we both picked them to get into the playoffs this year. We'll see how that plays out by the end of it. Uh, the defense has been much better than the offense, but uh, Dallas is one of the best teams in the league. It's uh, I know it's last year you, you might have been just one year early with uh, <laughs> one year kind of like everyone was on the Browns hype train one year too early. Maybe it's yep. the same thing uh, for you here uh, with the Cowboys because they. Man, they, I, I don't think the defense is going to stay that high even when you take into account the opponents. Um, but the offense, as long as they keep clicking like this, uh, those games that they – a few years ago they were losing all those one-score games. They're not even in those games. They're, they're, win- they're, they're pummeling opponents. They're beating them down by the end of it um, and winning pretty comfortably most of the time. Well, Seahawks at the Steelers uh, rounds it out. Steelers are four-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. I told you, I was like, when you look at that initially and you don't add anything else to it, you're like, wait a second, the yeah. Steelers are four-and-a-half-point <laughs> favorites. And they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. So Russell Wilson's out quite a while. So um, <laughs> I don't think this is going to be a pretty game. I'll say that. I think this could be a little ugly. Um, again, not knowing what you're going to get out of the Seahawks on offense without Russell Wilson. Um, and we talked about the Steelers' offense. So, like, Seahawks, Steelers' offense is – I think there are questions for both right now. Um, yeah. Defense, though, I just, you know, the Steelers are probably still better. So I'll take the Steelers at home here. But I, I don't think this is going to be a necessarily a, a pretty game, probably stylistically. I was reading, uh, I forget who tweeted it, but essentially the <laughs> NBC waited a little bit too long to possibly, if they had wanted to move this game out of Sunday Night Football, they missed the little window. Because I think this is the first week where they could adjust the, the games. Yeah. Uh, they could they could kind of, the NFL could make those moves. Too late by the time it happened with the, the timing of the Russell Wilson injury. Because, yeah, these teams are not uh, operating at maybe the level when you look at this game in the preseason. You're like, okay, that's a pretty solid matchup. And I still think there are two teams that have possible playoff uh capabilities uh, i didn't pit, pick pittsburgh to make it um for reasons that have kind of played out on offense they've been brutal on that side of the ball as we all know it's it's been really tough to watch uh at certain points that offense move they, they've had some bigger plays the last couple of weeks uh De- as a deontay johnson fantasy owner i'm very happy about that development um but the defense hasn't really until last week looked like themselves and that's in this game i you think about that but it's just the lack of russell wilson i know that gino looked Really good for those few drives in the second half against the Rams, um, with their with their heels maybe a bit back. But I think the Pittsburgh is going to be uh, feeding off of trying to shut him down. I think with the home crowd, I think the offense will do enough against a defense that maybe because of the Chiefs. Uh, we kind of mentioned this in the last podcast because of the Chiefs' defense being as bad as it's been. I don't know if we've maybe overall talked enough about the Seahawks being their secondary just being a disaster um just yeah. the amount of wide open guys that the rams had it was something to a sight to behold and i think Najee harris is probably going to be able to eat against them they haven't uh, faced a, a running back it didn't face a running back like him a week ago with what the rams have at this point so uh yeah it's a tough it's a tough matchup uh, for anyone with a backup quarterback to go into pittsburgh on the road on sunday night a team that i think is hungry that that the Steelers, as all the clowning of the memes that have been made about them early in this year, they're definitely a better football team uh, from top to bottom, at least. Maybe not uh, necessarily with what's happened consistently with Big Ben under center and that offensive line. But uh, 
at this point. It's it's the difference between that and uh, Gino. And I'm sorry, Gino. I I'll I'll make uh, I'll apologize if on Monday on our podcast if he has a fantastic game and the Seahawks get a win. But I'll believe it when I see it. No, we'll see what happens with that one. But yeah, I don't know that it'll be uh, the best game uh, of Week Six, but we will see. With that, but uh, that'll wrap up our picks for week six in the NFL. And of course, Dylan, have it all covered over Clutch Points. Uh, lots going on over there, of course, with these games and the MLB playoffs uh, moving right along. So let everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, you can follow the rest of the MLB playoffs. It'll be the day of game five of Giants Dodgers. Please, Dodgers, don't blow this. Um, so you can follow that in the Clutch Points app, see if we can face. Uh, uh, Blake's Braves in the next round again, a rematch of last year's in LCS. You can follow the there you go. I'll be a huge Braves fan if the Dodgers lose. But uh, if you follow those games in there, you can follow all the NFL games in the Clutch Points app. We have all of our prediction editorials coming out uh, for every single NFL game. We have betting previews for every football uh, game this weekend. Uh, tons of news coverage, all the different things you could want looking into it. Stardom Cinema articles were published today for fantasy football, so you're making those decisions. Any last-second decisions for waiver wire stuff, if there's anyone you want to stash for the future, we got that covered all under the uh, NFL uh, tab on the on the homepage at clutchpoints.com as well as the fantasy football tab. Check it all out there, and uh, as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Search for Stabbers the Pass, and uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the Stabbers the Pass podcast.